Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Steve Jones, voice of the Dittany Lions, uh, a good friend right here on WSBA Morning News with Gary Sutton. Last week I was in Wisconsin. This week I'm in New Jersey. So, oh, okay. You know, I mean, things yeah. are not improving. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you. You got what, Rutgers coming up here? Yeah, tonight at 630. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you sound pretty excited about that one. Then I got to open the day with McKenzie. I mean, what the well, there, there you go. You open the day with McKenzie. You close with Rutgers. I get to close tonight with CD East at CD. So there you go. I, and yeah. The, the, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I know what uh, you're talking about. Yeah. I just don't have to stay over in Jersey. That's the only thing. It's, it's good to have you. Well, in. no. I mean, I'm driving back. I mean, I'm driving back as soon as the game's over with the snow coming in. I'm not staying. Oh, there, so oh man. I'm getting out of here. But you know what? Good grief. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's a big game for Penn State because. Oh yeah. You, you, tr- you try to acquire as many quad one wins as you can. If Penn State were to win tonight, and this is going to be a close game, okay, that would be a quad one win. Uh, Rutgers is 18th, but any victory over a team in the top 75 is quad one on the road. So oh. that's you know that's what you're that's what you're trying to do. So the yeah. way it works, the quads work like this. Any win over a team on the road in the top 75 is a one. Any any neutral court game in the top 50 is a one, and any home game against the top 25 team that you win is a quad one. Oh, okay. That's something a lot of people didn't know. Um, yeah. Let me ask you a question. How come Penn State has never made it really consistently in basketball the way they've made it in football in terms of you know drawing people? I mean, I know people come to Bryce Jordan and so forth, and they've had some teams, some good teams here in between, and NIT champions and some teams at the NCAAs and so forth, but... It just hasn't been consistently. Is it? Is it just where you're going? It's what, what are your, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I've always felt with Penn State basketball it dealt with the natural recruiting area. I mean, right. with all due respect to um, a lot of really good high school basketball in the state, the players in the state really are in the southeastern portion of the state, right around the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. So that's where the players are. Every once in a while, you get a Lonnie Walker out of out of uh, Reading. Reading. Every once in yeah. a while, you'll get the Owens kid who ended up going to you know, or a McNamara. They both went to Syracuse, but you know, you right. talk about like here and there a player like that along the way. Uh, and so, Penn State's finally been able to get into the Philly area and recruit. That's why, for example, when Seth Lundy cleared a thousand points, right. he was the fourth Roman Catholic high school player. In the last, what, how many years? Shep Garner, Tony Carr, Lamar Stevens, and Seth Lundy all scored 1,000 points, all from Roman. And yep. these have you know, been some of Penn State's better teams. They won the NIT in, the, in 18. They would have been in the NCAAs in 20. This team's got a shot at it in this particular year. Uh, but, you know, it's just been to – you know, when you look at the recruiting of Penn State football, Penn State, you know, high school football in Pennsylvania and in New Jersey – has been so deep for such mm-hmm. a long time 
Uh, now, it goes in cycles. There are some years where Pennsylvania isn't great. There are some years where Pennsylvania is awesome in terms of the cycle of juniors that you have in the state that you're going right. after. Right? But, you know, but Penn State's been able to compensate by getting players out of Maryland, by now getting some players out of Florida, by now getting some players out of Texas. They've been doing that along the way. Now they you know, hired Marcus Hagens, and Marcus Hagens has great connections in the Tidewater area in Virginia, which is uh, got, has a lot of football talent. So, you know, it, it, there's just been a greater pool of talent to draw from as opposed to Penn State basketball where the pool of talent within the state is in one area. Mm. And then you really have to go a little bit further outside to get it. Um, but, you know, and in terms of attendance, yeah, weekend attendance, that's why I made a big deal about the Saturday game. It, you know, I've got you – know, as I said to somebody in the Big Ten, said you, you made a big deal out of Saturdays. I said, well, I've got 41 years of market research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> thank you. Know, you. I mean, I sit there, I sit there, and I see it all the time. I mean, and that's it's just easier for well, take people, the great people in your in your area. It's easier for them to drive up on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, not a work day. It's not a work day tomorrow, and you know right. you get back and take your right. time. So right. I've often thought that was one of the biggest drawbacks is that. You know, people are willing to drive up for a weekend of a football game, whereas driving up during a weekday to see a home game is is a little yeah. bit more treacherous, especially, like you said, with snow coming in the middle of winter. It's it's tough. You, know, you mentioned about Marcus Hagan's a former quarterback at uh, University of Virginia. He's been really loyal there. He's been there for like over 10 years now. And he is going to become the uh, receivers coach now after they uh, parted ways, I guess, with Stubblefield, Taylor Stubblefield. Don't know the whole story behind that. Don't need to. But, you know, when you look at who the Lions have coming back next year, receivers coach, big time, Keandre, uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith, who had a wonderful Rose Bowl. you got Trey Wallace. They were the third and fourth options this year. And then you've got these two new guys, this Dante Cephas from Kent State and also this guy from Florida State, uh, Malik McLean. You've got some pretty good guys out there that you want to have a great receivers coach working with, right? Yeah, no, there's no question. And, and the, the idea was going into the transfer portal but they felt they needed to get a couple out of the transfer portal. And it looks like they've done exactly that. Uh, a guy that's a really good route runner and a guy that can take the top off. All right, that's a pretty good combination to get. To go with Lambert Smith, who can take the top off. Trey Wallace is very good. I'm not going to leave. There's two guys I'm not going to leave out. I'm not going to leave out Liam Clifford, who is a really good route runner. Jack and I kept saying at Rose Bowl practices, you know what, the more we look at him over the last month, not just at the Rose Bowl practices, but over the last month, mm-hmm. maybe six weeks, how dependable he has become. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we had a, a good look at him. Now, Amari Evans is a guy that I think is going to end up also being very good at Penn State. His issue last year was that he had to make the transition from being a quarterback in high school to now playing wide receiver. So right. he was, you know, he had to he had to learn on the fly starting in the spring. Plus, he was banged up a little bit in the spring, uh, but he, he toughed it out. And I think that he's a guy to take a long look at. I think Marcus Hagens will get a good long look at him as well as well as Johnson and Ivy, two of the kids that nobody saw during the course of the season. Hagens is a guy that looked, you know, he went through three head coaches at Virginia. He was the guy they kept retaining. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. A little bit of uh, stability there, maybe, is what you're looking at. And, and the fact uh, that here's a guy that used to be a quarterback, too. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. like the idea of the guy who has to throw to these guys. 
But I, people always say, well, the great receiver coming in is going to be super. You've you got to create space. I mean, you've got to be able to run routes, yeah. create space, and have yeah. speed and all those kind of things. It's not just those when you're on a high school team. Now you're getting to college where everybody you're playing is an all-star pretty much, especially in the Big Ten, right? Well, that's exactly why. You know, each level that you go to in your football life, it gets whittled down to the best of the best. So that's why the NFL is so great and then why the NBA is so great. Those are the, that happens to be the best of the best. It's whittled down that far. Well, the same thing. College is the next level below that. Uh, you go from all the you know thousands and thousands of high school players, now you get into the Big Ten, and you've got 14 and eventually 16 schools. You know, you're talking about 1,600 players uh, all told, and the vast majority of them were the stars on their teams that when they played, even the walk-ons were the stars on their teams. Uh, when they played, I think, you know, and that's, that's what makes this, uh, so exciting to watch all the time. And I think a guy like, you know, Hagan's interesting enough was the starting quarterback in 2002 to begin the season. He got, he got replaced by Matt Schaub, right? Right. Uh, you know, that season. And so when Penn State played Virginia in 2002 and Penn State won the game, I think 35 to 14 or something like that. Hagens was in the stadium. He was on the sideline. Yeah. I can't remember if Marcus got in the game later or not. He might have. Steve Jones, voice of Dittany Lyon. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. And uh, a good friend right here on WSBA Morning News with Gary Sutton. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. so why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the neck thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.